0: You're listening to The Plain Label Podcast. Hello and welcome back to The Plain Label Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Williams. In this episode, we continue our look at phase four of the MCU with a discussion of the very first Marvel slash Disney Plus series, One Division. Here to discuss the series with me is the Wanda to my vision, our very own new mutant himself, Mr. Alan White.
1: Hello, everybody. How are you doing
2: today?
0: (laughs) Before getting into our discussion, I would like to mention that we are still proud members of the Deliberate Noise Network. Search Deliberate Noise in your podcast app for more great shows from the network. Alan, what is it that you are drinking this evening?
1: I can't do anything different than... I just can't. I can't bring myself to ever do anything different than an amaretto sour. And I did get re in touch with Weiler's lemonade mix to put in my cup and pour some amaretto on top of that with some healthy liberation water.
0: You know what I like about this drink of yours Mm -hmm. is that you know what it is that you like. And so that's what you're going to return to.
1: Like, why would I do anything else? why why branch out i feel no reason you find something <laughs> new you taste it you don't like it you wasted your money or your time and then you're sitting there with a drink you got to nurse for however long i don't want to do that yeah I want this I isn't like.
0: a this isn't a marvel unlimited situation like you got to pay for each of these brews right <laughs> you can't just try something new just willy-nilly
1: put me in a club where i could try a bunch of different drinks and experiment, and then I'll still wind up with a, a <laughs> right. sour, but at least I won't have to pay for all those experiments.
0: That's true. There it is. Uh, I'm so I'm, I was debating because uh, now as of recording, we're back on, the, back on the, you know, the drinking wagon uh, oh, after geez. that brutal month off. Um, <laughs> and so I was kind of looking around and I was like, man, we really don't have a whole lot of stuff because we haven't gone and shopped for it. Cause we figured, you know, the house doesn't have it. It's a lot harder to drink it.
1: Oh, and, so you went the, the real practical route.
0: Oh, yeah. It, it wasn't a willpower situation. It was a uh, laziness sort of situation. <laughs> <laughs> and so I decided uh, one of the few things that we did have here is kind of like um, it's like alcohol on training wheels. It's like it's like junior alcohol sort of a thing, uh, but it is a white claw and it is the uh, <laughs> the grapefruit flavor and it's, it's essentially just like you're not drinking much of anything. So that's what I'm going with. I figured I would, I would be uh, well served to keep my senses as we get later on in this uh, discussion and it gets more into the emotional sort of uh, realm with the series.
1: Then you can lose your control
0: <laughs> well i felt like i i couldn't be drinking a whole bunch of red wine or something and then be blubbering all over about wanda's trauma and all that. that is stuff. what
1: the people want
0: <laughs> eric well though sadly disappointed on this episode <laughs> so that is what we are drinking we are, of course are talking about wandavision and it came out in 2021
2: Wonder and vision. Aren't we a five pair? Mm. This is our home now. I want us to fit in. Oh, this is gonna be a gas! Where did you two move from? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? Our story. I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from moved from where?
1: Married when? Damn it! Why?
2: Oh, Arthur, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Deep in the dark, darkness filled through. This is really happened Like days of old, lighting the spark of love that fills me with the rain of coke. Am I dead? No. Why would you think that? Because you are. Usual
0: couple, you know. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. And the IMDb plot synopsis is real oh, brief because luck. I was I was very interested as to see how IMDb was going to sum up a series, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, especially this series, but it goes like this: uh, So a Wandavision blends the style of classic sitcoms with a mcu in which wanda maximoff and vision two superpowered beings living their ideal suburban lives begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems hmm. okay yeah. so That's not bad tell me about you and your your just general experience with this show because this is something where this is like breaking out of the alan white norm of going to the theater watching it early on in the run (laughs) loving it with all of the energy of all the people like this is an at-home experience Mm -hmm. so how is it that that suited you getting just these you know it says like 35 minutes but those credits are real long and so it's (laughs) like actually like 20 minutes right
2: in the book,
1: um, oh, on the on the screen
0: on like the first three three to four episodes like when it's doing the sitcoms it's like 21 minutes or whatever the traditional sitcom was uh so it's real short
1: and nobody fast forwards
0: <laughs> well, i'm just saying what did you think about the first time that you that you saw this because i sat through all those credits thinking well is there something else in here like why is this say that i've got 10 minutes left
1: you got a mouse thing. you got a mouse over the uh progress bar and get that little preview window to see if there's something that's going to come after the. and there were well there were later on there were yeah mm-hmm. but you always got to look
0: that's right so it's, what did you think of problem. what did you think of this this sort of format like were you because you're infamous and you're uh, avoiding the spoilers word so you turn it on and you've got some black and white wandavision and you're and you're thinking what
1: well i wasn't able to completely um shield myself from all the Uh, yakety yak so i knew it was going to be a sitcom uh style presentation okay i I already knew that so i wasn't that surprised but i did want to know where it was going to go with it and if Mm -hmm. it was going to be just was the was the tone of the series going to be farce Uh uh-huh and so i was I was skeptical watching it, sitting down to watch it, but it did get me to pay for uh, a Disney Plus subscription. So
0: <laughs> you did they it. Got
1: the, they they got it. <laughs> got my money.
2: single uh, month.
0: That's right. So I thought that we would just sort of briefly go through some of the episodes here. Um, I I uh, my history with it is I watched it uh, every Friday night. My wife and I would watch it. And I believe it released in the mornings on Fridays, right? It either so. like Thursday, Thursday late or Friday in the early. Two o'clock
2: uh,
1: Eastern time. Two o'clock okay. Eastern, uh, two o'clock AM Eastern time.
0: Uh, gotcha. I don't know. I don't know. I so. <laughs> but it, I just remember like in one of the later episodes, it was the uh, the episode that we'll get to, the, the spoilery episode. Uh, I remember having breakfast and having that spoiled for me. And as someone who prides himself as being so good at avoiding spoilers, I was pissed.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's right.
0: And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Fucking people, man. Yeah, really. And I was like, because especially with it being out, like, you know, I I believe that it had already been out when I was, you know, eating breakfast on Friday. So I think it came out like late Thursdays or something like that. And so I'm like, this isn't even out for like 12 hours and you're already spoiling it.
1: Yeah, I I don't think it came out late Thursday. I think it came out Friday mornings. Oh, okay. I think it came out on mornings because I do remember being up for a minute or two and seeing a passing glance on Twitter of somebody saying that show last that blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, right. It's on shit and and (laughs) rushing to uh, and open it up. But Mm -hmm. morning thing or else i would have seen it at nighttime
2: gotcha
0: yeah so i was really not pleased uh later on but so my initial response in episode one which is uh filmed before a live studio audience which is your dick van dyke uh, (laughs) i love lucy Mm. type of look um my first note was i absolutely love this sort of thing Mm -hmm. um i especially like it when it is giving modern actors the opportunity to be over the top and silly and sort of play for the back row. Oh yeah. As opposed to just being like, everyone is so serious and everyone is like wearing muted colors and every, you know, just like even things that I really like, like uh, the previews of season two of um, Star Trek Picard, where everyone's wearing like Navy and black. And I'm like, God damn, like, can we not (laughs) just have like any kind of color ever?
1: So I'm gonna take your word for it because of course of course <laughs> I
0: have not watched any of that. And it makes sense in this in the story that I saw, but it i am just like everything just feels so muted color on the color palette wise. And this show does this at the beginning, obviously with it being in black and white, bright and then and white. definitely uh goes against that and is very bright towards the towards the end of the end of the show. But I just really like the whole sitcom of it. I think that. Elizabeth Olsen and Katherine Hahn look absolutely at home doing <laughs> this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, right. Well, and, it's in, it's in her DNA because mm-hmm. her sisters were the little Michelle on uh, Full House or yeah. whatever. Somebody and
0: I, and one of the little pieces of trivia was old, uh, Darcy Lewis, mm. uh, her uh, the actress that plays her Kat Dennings. She was actually born on the same day as Elizabeth Olsen's sisters. Yeah, so look at that little bit of nugget of trivia. So um,
1: triplets, actually, there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Cat um, Denning's isn't quite like those two.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, th- there's, there was one egg that split in half, and another egg on the other side of the Yeah, room. there you go. <laughs> uh,
0: so yes, yeah, so this was this is one of those just kind of like there's not in the grand scheme of things a lot that goes on plot wise in this first one, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just kind of we're just getting into the sitcom formula and you're getting to see uh, how they're going to kind of do the domestic sort of um, sitcom with Wanda and Vision, especially with him, you know, changing his face and doing all that kind of thing and them trying to uh, avoid getting caught by the hearts. And one of the things that I really liked about that is my wife is um, this is the sort of stuff that like she loved this whole series God. and she really likes in like a cringy kind of way uh, those old shows that she watched when she was growing up like and i love lucy to where it would make her so nervous okay. and give her so much anxiety because she didn't want lucy to you know do something wrong or be found out or whatever mm-hmm. um much like this sort of setup of them not knowing what the heart stands for and then not uh, wanting to disappoint the boss and all that kind of thing.
1: Add into their bewitched.
0: Yeah. Bewitched too. Sure. Absolutely. Samantha
1: trying to hide her powers and not letting everybody know that she's a witch and what that might mean. And it's always some kind of contrivance to, um, like the the next door neighbors in Bewitched was always peeking over the hedge and looking mm. out the window, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. almost catching her. almost right. catching. her. <laughs>
0: uh, so the the two things that I wanted to mention before we move on to the second episode is I love the uh, the the choking sequence, basically, where it mm. turns into it turns into a, a horror. Uh, right. It turns into the horror genre, pretty pretty hard there where you have old kitty from that 70s show and i forget her <laughs> her real name but mrs hart in this in this and uh she keeps saying stop it over and over and over yes. and you're like holy shit like what is this show going to be because it's obviously not going to just stay in the sitcom world forever mm-hmm. uh and so i was really interested in that i was also really interested in what i thought was maybe a nod as to what was going on where if you look at the wine bottle that they have there's a big m like there's a there's a big pointed m and so i'm like oh house of m, house mark. Of m. right and so i'm like oh shit and so when we first had watched this you know we get to the credits and i'm like okay so house of m and i like started yeah. explaining all the stuff to my wife and she's giving me the the glassy look like i i don't <laughs> i don't care
1: <laughs> well, believe me, you were not the only person that was looking for clues of what is going on. But, and the fan theories spin on into infinity throughout this entire season. I mean, right. Series.
0: And we'll get into more of those as we get yes. into some of we the, got to. the pieces. We got yeah. To. Uh, so episode two then is but don't wait, touch... wait, 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 oh, wait, sorry, wait, sorry, sorry, wait.
1: because episode one for it's, um, I guess for it, such a simple pre, um, presentation of a story still has some meat to it when you look at the whole series, right? Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and the meat of that episode was to, and this is only in hindsight because when you first watched that first, as a matter of fact, it's, a, it's kind of a good thing that they showed one and two on the same day. Right. Because if they would have just shown one by itself, I think a lot of people would have just fried it for a whole week before the second one came out Mm -hmm. because it was a little bland, even if it was, if like, if you're, if you're not, if you're like 20 years old and, and Mm -hmm. you, you do not watch black and white sitcom from yesteryear and you don't have any, any part of that DNA, you don't care anything about the history of television, then it would kind of look real sus to you. (laughs) Right. And of course, if you're in your 20s, you're going to say sus.
0: Oh, yes. I just was impressed that you
1: pulled that out. <laughs> I, I like I like sus. Yeah. <laughs> I cabbed all to it and I kept it. I like the kids when they use it. But, That's right. Uh, but the the overall thing, and, and I'm going to say it here, and then I'm going to start to um, throw it in as we keep going, is how the story of WandaVision is... A whole um, journey of Wanda's grief,
2: mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So,
1: the first stage of grief is denial, mm-hmm. shock, and denial. So, this first episode is giving us a window into her denial, where life has no challenges. Nothing is a threat to her, and her reality is the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. So the death of her husband, the um, attack on of the world on Thanos, of, from Thanos, the having half the population of the universe blotted out, all that stuff is not a reality to Wanda. The only thing that's a reality is her reality here. She's in complete denial of everything that she had faced, and this episode shows that.
0: hmm I like that. And this is also the um, you know, the only other glimpses that we have of of more to come is when we get the uh the toastmate two thousand, the yes. toaster oven with the Stark Industries uh little nod there. And I'm like, ooh, okay, this is something that they're going to do as we go forward, was yeah. my assumption of having little like Hey, we're still in the Marvel universe, and maybe yes. this is going to be something specific, and and you know maybe not, and all that kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. And and at the end of that episode, that um, it comes back, and this must have been after the credits or something. It comes back, and we see that somebody is literally watching this as a television show. Hmm. In some room somewhere, somebody is looking at a television show, and we're looking at WandaVision's credits come up.
0: Right. I like it. I like it. Uh, Anything else about the first episode?
1: Um, Deborah Jo Rupp is the name of Mrs. Hart.
0: Oh, right. Deborah Jo Rupp. That's right. I should know that. I I like her a lot. She's she's one of those ladies that is, she like has carved out her niche and she does what she does, right? Like she plays like a little bit older of a lady who's got the squeaky voice and is very (laughs) sort of like, um. Oh, like uh, she either plays into like the fifties kind of trope or she plays against type with that, mm-hmm. uh, that sort of sweetness. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I like her quite a bit. Yes. Not enough to remember her name though, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the well, other episode that came out that same night,
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, episode two, don't touch that dial. This is the one who that's got the animated bewitched sequence, Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was really sort of dialing in on that This is where we get the sort of drunken vision uh, Where he's got the gum that's caught in his uh, insides essentially mm-hmm. And so he's not uh, acting his normal self And the, the sort of um, The thing that I thought was interesting about this Well actually tell me about the, the, uh, the grief cycle Before I get into this little detail where because we this, had denial first for the first episode. Yeah, you think that there's still denial in this one as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm. Getting into yeah, it's still <laughs> covering her and her world, but little pieces are starting to filter in on mm-hmm. her reality and mm-hmm. her reaction to those things have been like anger,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> right? Because like f- from that first episode when the boss is choking. And um, Mrs. Hart is telling them to stop, like she seems to be aware that Wanda might be responsible. Oh, right. To, mm-hmm. to make it stop, but Wanda is still denying that it has anything to do with her. But when Wanda does react and does say something, she doesn't say she doesn't she doesn't like assert her authority and make it stop. She tells Vision to make it stop. Right. Right and she says it so seriously it's like anger is starting to come through like mm-hmm. do you do something about this cuz mm-hmm. i'm not facing this i'm not going i'm not going to interface with this with anything to do with reality you do something about it so there's some anger that that peaks in there And then again, in the second episode, you can see her doing things that reflects an anger that's starting to to rise up in her. So that's another stage of her grief.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, the second episode is when she has was is when the beekeeper shows up. Right. Mm -hmm. And she says, no. And Elizabeth also just nails all of these little like one line, like one word lines where Mm -hmm. she says she's like, you know, she says, like you had mentioned vision, help him. And then here she says, no. And then when later when she's talking to uh, Monica Rambeau's character and she has little one liners with that, it's like she just fucking nails it. (laughs) And it's a thing where I can imagine this in like lesser skillful, lesser skilled hands coming off not ideal. It's like it's it's even things where, you know, later on when she's uh, when she's dragging the drone to sword and kind of flings it at them and then. Has like her, you know, big speech and then she turns back and she kind of like puts her hands over her head and like uh, makes the sort of surrounding go away so she can walk back through it. Mm -hmm. Like those are things to where that could come off really silly if not done properly. Mm -hmm. And I just I really like how, you know, Jack Schaefer and company really like took the idea of this show being about Wanda's grief seriously.
2: Mm-hmm. In, in
0: sort of all forms to where the, it's not they're doing co- they're doing comedy but it's all comedy masking her trauma right yep yes and so i liked that a lot the uh the little detail on episode two that i had in here is uh something that i didn't find it's something that i i looked up and was like oh that's interesting to bring up mm-hmm. but i did know of the strucker watch right that's mm-hmm. the commercial but mm-hmm. did you know alan tell me it is Pointing to the time of 2.42. Which, Avengers 2.42 is when Vision got himself a new body.
1: Shut up! Yeah. For real?
0: For real.
1: Shit, I like that.
0: So they do stuff like that throughout to where, like, they'll have little things where... Oh, wow. You just gave me
1: chills, bro.
0: (laughs) To where it's, like, certain codes like Darcy has like a code or Wanda has like a thing in the computer and that's like Stanley's birthday or like Mm. that kind of stuff is, is sort of littered throughout. So, you know what
1: else? uh Maybe that is a sign that this whole series is going to be littered with those kinds of littered. When I say littered, I don't mean it (laughs) derisively. I mean, spread throughout all this is so many Easter eggs and so many nods that had us all spinning these um, fictions. Yes. Adding on to, th- to this story in so many unnecessary ways.
0: Well, I didn't, I wasn't quite there at the second episode yet because I saw the beekeeper and I was like, ooh, this is maybe going to be some villain. This is going to be somebody. No. But dude, <laughs> the beekeeper uniform yeah is aim from the comics well, exactly yeah with the the mesh the mesh hood and all that sort of stuff so yeah, i was like okay so, so, so
1: here we were ready for that it was but like, oh, wow so it's going to be aim aim yeah. is behind this aim is doing this
0: and i thought well okay so he's but he's just like a foot soldier nobody is what mm-hmm. you know i was kind of like ah uh, is what i was originally thinking like oh maybe this will be somebody and then the aim thing I'd seen after the fact, I was like, "Oh, yeah, that is that is what he is." And then I was like, "Oh, well, it's just like a, it's like a stormtrooper in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Like it's just or like the in the in the six one six, it's just like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's a, it's a nobody. It's just somebody for them to beat the crap out of." Mm -hmm. But anyway, um,
1: but but uh, the other thing is, in this episode, we were introduced to the uh, town planning committee and Dottie and Dottie, yep, right, who's played by. Ooh, tell me. Well, as soon as I said it, I forgot it.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, she's played, pl- she's played who, by a woman that is uh, made out to look one. exactly like the Bewitched character. She's for got one. the exact same Bob and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also when we get uh, Geraldine, who is our Monica Rambeau.
1: Yes, who we don't know in this episode. Mm-hmm. We don't know that that's Monica Rambeau. And right. see, this, this was the benefit of not having let everybody's previews influence how I'm watching the show because I see her and I'm like, okay, but I do not know at all that she's playing a character named Monica Rambo. Mm-hmm. So I see, I see a black woman plop down in the middle of this middle America fantasy land. And I'm thinking she doesn't look like she's, she looks out of place mm-hmm. for all the reasons, <laughs> you know, every reason that applies. She looks mm-hmm. out of place. What is the going on here? But I fixated on the Dottie character because not only did she, okay, she was fitted out to be, to look like a, a bewitched kind of thing, but also she looked so much to me like, is if you cast Clea from the Dr. Strange family. Oh. And so I started to spin off little, cause I, I kept hearing bubbles, like somebody's behind this who's mystical.
2: Oh. And I'm thinking,
1: so is Doctor Strange behind this? Is Clea in this world for as a spy for Doctor Strange?
0: Interesting.
1: Are they going to introduce Clea to the MCU through this character right here?
0: Hmm. Wow. See, I didn't have any of that. Uh, Dottie is played by Emma Caulfield Ford, and she is known for this, and then Anya. also uh, Fear the Walking Dead, Supergirl, and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So she's where,
1: where she played Anya.
0: Yeah, so she's coffee. well familiar uh, in the uh, in the sort of genre world.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and yeah. the fact that they cast her, the fact that people who are in the genre world or watches watch a lot of related things would see her would give her some kind of prominence, wouldn't they? I know mm-hmm. I did. It's like you don't just cast her in anything. There's got to be a reason she's on this screen.
0: Now, um, did you? Did you? uh pick up that it was randall park as jimmy Wu through the radio no I no not. see i didn't either
1: i did not i heard that voice and i just thought oh somebody's on the outside trying to get through to through to wanda i don't know who that is but mm-hmm. we see that she's in trouble wanda's in trouble and they're trying to reach her
2: mm-hmm. what so, did you so think
1: it's aim and it's and it's and it's and it's clear and it's and it's is it a, and then I started hearing and reading, not reading like in depth, but I started seeing the word Mephisto start popping up. Oh
0: boy, yes. Okay,
1: so I, I couldn't ignore I couldn't ignore the possibility. Okay, if there's a big bad behind this and they've got her trapped in this little world, Mephisto would be the perfect person to be doing this to them, to her.
0: Right. The other the only other thing that I wanted to mention in this one is this is more of a spotlight for Paul Bettany. Mm. uh to where i'd mentioned the other two ladies were so good in that first episode and this one is the chance for him to get to play silly finally right like not only has being the voice of jarvis but then having to play vision and be like such a stiff sort of performer Mm. and then here he's finally able to be silly and and really ham it up and um we've got elizabeth olsen in like wearing nothing and it almost makes I'm, i watch her and she's uh glamour or whatever she is uh in the duo and when they're actually with- doing the when they're doing their little uh, magic oh, okay. show yeah, yeah and i'm watching her and i'm like girl you need to put on some clothes like it is you are <laughs> not wearing enough is what i'm thinking while i'm watching that and i don't know what it is i don't know if it's the black and white or if it's like the fishnets or what but i'm like this is you you do not have enough on i don't think <laughs> So
1: protective.
0: I know. I don't know what it is. You know, I think what it is, is I've, I feel like I've been protective of Elizabeth Olsen since um, the first thing I saw her in was uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene. And it's wow. it's an independent movie that my wife and I tried recording two separate episodes on, and I messed up the recordings on both of them. Mm-mm. And that, w- that uh, was the last time that she tried being on uh, the show. <laughs> but uh, it was a it was a, it was a, it's a movie where she is playing a woman that is trying to escape from a cult Mm. and she's very young and looks like a, someone needs to take care of me sort of presence on screen. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so you watch her and you just feel so bad for her because you can tell like, she's all messed up and nothing is like, going right for her and she doesn't know where she's supposed to be or what she's supposed to feel. And there's like all of these different sides that are pulling and you don't know really what's good for her. Like if the cult is better for her than what her family is actually like and all of that kind of thing. Mm. And it's a really interesting movie, but it is kind of a hard watch and that's where I saw her first. And then to see her do other things and be in the mcu is like oh okay this is her just sort of you know playing to um more of a wide audience and not doing as nuanced things and then she gets to do this to Mm -hmm. where it is like more of a vulnerable performance and more of like a a raw sort of a a character and i'm like fuck i knew she could do this like i saw Mm -hmm. this way back in the day so Mm -hmm. uh but yeah this this was one where i'm like i'm like uh She's dressed all scandalous. I don't like this. <laughs> Not Elizabeth Olsen.
1: Not my Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> That's
0: right. It's only certain. Uh, it's only certain people that I don't want to do that. Like uh, one of them is my uh, is my magic. Right? Is Anya Taylor Joy? I'm like, don't be scandalous. You don't need all to do right. that.
1: Right? You don't even like caricatures of her. Uh. Uh-uh. You don't even like it when they when they when they exaggerate facial features of hers or no. You
0: oh that's right with that stuff you're sending me <laughs> <laughs> that's right but uh one of my my favorite piece in this is when so Paul Bettney's basically playing like he's drunk and he keeps saying flourish uh <laughs> whenever he's performing his act and he's mm-hmm. like flourish and then he keeps bowing or whatever and that was really uh something that I got quite a big kick out of so I really I really enjoyed him watching him have fun for a change because right throughout the rest of the show he doesn't get to have a whole lot of fun
1: no he he <laughs> provides us with plenty of fun
0: yes but all right so episode
1: no, episode no. three
0: now in color. episode three now in color mm-hmm. uh this is the brady bunch looking episode
1: <laughs> yeah
0: right uh, mod, baby, mod mod yeah the brady bunch the brady bunch backgrounds if i could say this um this is where we get like uh, Geraldine or Monica in like the, the way that I always think of Monica Rambeau with a little mini poof, right? Ah. And I'm like, oh no, this is, just, this is how she looks.
1: <laughs> That's because she was, she was introduced in, in, the, um, in the... In the, the 70s, right? I believe so. You know what? I always want to say I know these things and then I realized I don't really know these things. It's like a familiarity
0: instead of knowing, knowing, right?
1: Well, you know what? Whenever she was introduced, she had a big, wide Afro. That was the idea Mm -hmm. that she was a powerful black woman who fist up to the sky. Mm -hmm. You get Mm -hmm. it, girl. She had power. She was, she was empowered. She didn't play around.
0: Well, and I still, and you know, you and I have talked about how out of the absolute loop I am about what's going on in the comics world. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I am many, many years behind and my reading is sporadic at best. Mm -hmm. And so I always think of Monica Rambeau. That's captain Marvel for me. Yeah. It's always captain Marvel for me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so even, even though Carol's around, I'm like, Oh yeah, well you're, that's a different captain Marvel. (laughs) She's this captain Marvel with the white suit. With, with the, the little wings, legit. with the it's big afro.
1: Yeah, no, it's fine. You can oh. do that because currently in comics, there are two Spider-Man. No, now there's three Spider-Man. So there's Spider-Man's, there's three of them. There are two Hawkeye's.
2: Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: And can I think of some? I can't think of anybody else who, but there's two people that share, at least in two instances, there are two people that share. A superhero title, consensually, they're fine. Okay, with it.
2: okay. Well,
1: Tiana Paris, Captain, too. Captain
0: Marvel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not don't give me this photon stuff. Captain Marvel.
1: <laughs> she came. She came in 1982 in the comics.
0: Ah, okay. Well, she looks. Like, she was designed like she was a 70s character, though. Like Misty Knight. Yes, <laughs> like Misty Knight, like your girl Misty Knight. That's right. But I talked about. Pos-
2: i, I all, talked about possible.
0: uh i talked about iron fist uh, yesterday with who well we were Not talking me? about the matrix wow well, and so of course well. i had to bring up jessica hennick
1: oh yes is it hennick or henwick
0: it is Henick, is how you say it yeah
1: with a w this oh, w is silent
0: silent w yeah
1: oh like cheswick that's right those English people.
0: And so I, I brought up about how she is an absolute star. And I had been calling this since Iron Fist. Uh, and she just keeps getting, you know, a little bit bigger of a role and a little bit bigger of a franchise and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of these days, one of these days, she's going to be, she's going to be huge. But the disconcerting thing about Jessica Hennig in that uh, movie as bugs is that she, almost quit acting before getting cast in that. Oh. And that was uh, really kind of uh, dispiriting. I was like, oh, man, she's so freaking good, though. Uh, oh. But she had, almost, she had almost quit acting. And she was one of the finalists uh, to be Rey in Star Wars. Oh. And didn't get the role. Could you imagine? Can you imagine the Star Wars fanboys going crazy if it was uh, an Asian Rey?
1: Right? Oh kicking on the ground, kicking and stomping and screaming bad enough. She was a woman.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, let her be Asian
1: too. You think that Kelly
0: Marie Tran had it hard, right? Oh, that would have, I mean, I think Uh, (laughs) I would have loved to have seen her do it, but me too,
1: because I I would love to have seen the outrage. Yes. The outrage would have been ridiculous because I would have been so happy to retweet and just address these babies mm-hmm. oh and i wonder do they ever ever think how embarrassing they are i don't know does it ever occur to them like they're brushing their teeth or they're, maybe they are you know they're biting into acting a like a fool host, and they're just for a second like a split just like the way wanda can see a little bit of the reality and right. she and, sh- and, th- and then anger rises like, wait a minute, do they ever f- think I am such an asshole right now?
0: <laughs> I would love to dream of a world to where everyone had that sort of self-awareness, mm. <laughs> you
2: know, <laughs>
0: because I, I feel like uh, in my kids the same way to where we we view ourselves as being hyper aware and then like. Oh, we like dwell on what we do or say for too long, mm. um, and so to have, to have the exact opposite of that is just something that I can't even <laughs> I can't even think of. I guess I can't even imagine what that's like. Yeah. So, so anyway, so episode three. This is the this is the Brady Bunch one. Uh, this mm-hmm. is the this is sort of the last of our like classic sitcom uh, episodes. We get a couple of more sitcoms, but they're a little bit. Uh, more in the modern ish day yeah Uh, but this is the first one before we get the break where we get it more about um geraldine or monica's um story so what did you think of this this is when she's pregnant this is when um this is when i put down yes the look uh (laughs) when wanda has enough of geraldine and yes. she gives she has like the little strut and then gives her the look. And I'm like, oh
1: fuck, you done fucked up. That <laughs> <laughs> is that kind of thing. Oof. Geraldine didn't fuck up she, well. Wanda's anger is coming out now. That's true. This is, yeah. We're entering into the anger stage of mm-hmm. grief. Mm-hmm. Like now, now you saw it peak out every once in a while, but here it blossoms. Like she refuses to accept this loss. She will not have it challenged. She will not allow anybody to come into her fantasy and tell her that horrible things have happened. Because Geraldine slash Monica clearly told her Ultron killed your brother mm-hmm. and is trying to wrench her away from this reality. And Wanda's not having it. Mm-hmm. So there's the anger stage. Of
0: and this. I do like that, you know, this is the first one that you had to wait a week for. And so you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, so they're going 50s, 60s, 70s, like they're they're going decades in the style of the sitcom and the style Mm -hmm. of the of the production and the costuming and the hair and the wardrobe and all this sort of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I'm like, this is where I began to start speculating Mm. because I was like, okay, so she's pissed, but we don't see what happens yet. Right. Like we saw that she got pissed, but then we didn't see Geraldine slash Monica go flying through the house yet. Right.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, And so
0: then in our next episode, episode four,
1: we start with Geraldine slash Monica.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. The, we interrupt this program. And so this is the first of the non sitcom, non comedy, non Wanda's sort of reality episodes. Mm -hmm. And boy, did I love the post-blank stuff.
2: Mm -hmm. Holy shit.
0: I loved that so much about everyone's coming back and they're like, I don't know what's going on.
1: Where's my mother? She's like, she's been dead for three years or whatever. (laughs) Which is a bit of a blow for us as viewers because the last time we saw her mom, she was flying high with Carol Danvers in the 70s. And it's like, cool, 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 cool. And now we're learning just like Monica is woman has passed away Mm -hmm. she's gone and we get to hit that get that hit of grief like monica's getting right Uh because the uh last time monica saw her mom she was in the hospital being uh treated for this thing Mm -hmm. because she because when monica comes back to the world like all the other half of the universe she's in the hospital room right at the bedside of Mm -hmm. So five years prior to that, in mid-blip, her mother was in that bed Mm -hmm. being treated for cancer.
0: Yeah, and my note that I had in here that I put, uh, this is where they're investigating characters and not plot, Mm -hmm. which I think is such a vital thing that this show does super well,
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is
0: it doesn't, at this point, it's like, it still doesn't matter what's happening in the grand scheme of things it's all about the characters and you can tell at this point that you know Vision's starting to suspect a few things he's starting to ask a couple of questions we know that Wanda's in complete denial and is sort of struggling keeping everything under control but here where we get this full episode about Monica and her grief and her trying to get up to speed and and be reintroduced to the world. I'm like, God damn, like we're just focused on character over plot. And I mm-hmm. just love that so much.
1: Mm-hmm. And it gives us also from the outside looking in, it gives us the opportunity to now see what's going on around this town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The fact that the, the town has its name Westview and it's surrounded by this static field in the shape of a hex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like hex. Ooh, we never had. Yeah, it's a very,
0: it's a lot of those pauses. Like, did you know that uh, <laughs> uh hex? Uh, you know, she used to call uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, get,
1: it, it introduces us to to sword. Uh-huh. S W O R D. The um, another branch of shield. Mm-hmm. Which in the comic books is the space-faring branch of Shield,
0: but the green-haired lady is what I always the think green of. Green-haired lady, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, comic book fans, just as a comic book fan, ate this episode up. I ate mm-hmm. this episode up. It's like, mm-hmm. give me more, give me more. And then Darcy Lewis showing up, we love that because we love her.
0: Yes, Darcy. I feel like I feel like Darcy in the rewatch of this. Is somebody that you're either you're either going along with what Kat is doing, or she's tough to take <laughs> because she is a very specific style of oh yes. comedic performance yes and so you're disaffected she's it very just, disaffected yes very disaffected and so that, it makes me think like I wonder how something like that will play in five to ten years <laughs> once the sort of disaffected comedy is not as in vogue. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wonder how because like everything is sarcastic and and Mm -hmm. everyone's cynical and all that kind of that's like the thing with the monotone right Mm -hmm. and and some of us choose to be monotone Alan and some of us are stricken (laughs) are stricken with being monotone
1: (laughs) are you saying that sometimes monotone is imposed is uh, is you cannot help being monotone? well
0: I'm saying that would always be the reports back when I was a teacher was that I was too monotone and I was like I cannot help the way that i sound i am not trying to be monotone
1: ah uh, so so then yes you're saying that sometimes people cannot help being monotone so maybe <laughs> that's, that's right. maybe that's um maybe that's cat denning's situation
0: that could be because she she seems like that sort of snarky person in everything that i've seen her in whether it's this or whether it's uh uh two broke girls or uh, nick and nora uh or whatever um uh, <sighs> that she's in
1: can I tell oh Nick and nora mm-hmm. I can't tell you why I went to see this movie in the movie theater hmm I can't tell you why I can't remember if I was with somebody. I think I was not, but I saw this in the movie theater, Nick and Nora mm-hmm. uh um playlist right something something playlist yeah
0: infinite playlist
1: uh-huh I saw this movie at a movie theater off of union square in new york city so if i could find the year that it came out that's the year that i moved to new york city and i guess i was in a a space in my head and i went to this movie theater on it's i guess it's west broadway or some the broadway on the other side on the south side of union square at 14th street Watched this movie it did its thing i laughed i i hurt because dipping into that Go, that toilet bowl to get something that was so disgusting. Uh, 2008, by the way. Okay, 2008. I'm in New York. Mm-hmm. I came out of that movie theater kind of in a in a fog, and I keep walking down Broadway south, and I found myself walking past the exact same church that they were walking past in the movie. Oh, okay. And I thought to myself, "Am I real right now? Is this... <laughs> have I... Have I lost? Am I insane? Am I... Have I finally gone insane? Am I in the movie world or is this reality right now?" Anyway, like that that might tie into this movie, into this series right here.
0: <laughs> That's right. You were you were like in the Darcy slash uh, uh, Monica Rambeau thing where you didn't know what was real and what was fake and all that kind of stuff.
1: And you just triggered that for me.
0: Yeah, well, that's what happens. So this is uh, <laughs> this is the the episode where we also get director Hayward, uh, Josh Stamberg's character, and we get a little bit more of a Randall Park as uh, Jimmy Woo. Mm-hmm.
1: And, and even I'm, then, even then, I didn't realize that it was his voice until they replayed mm-hmm. him talking through the microphone to say, "Wanda, Wanda, are you okay?"
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. Um, so, yeah, this was this is one where I was like, oh, OK, we're we're finally getting into what this uh, show is going to be about, where they're trying to get the the mystery of what Westview is and and uh, trying to, you know, um, just sort of un- just sort of figure out the mystery of the of the show in general in
2: this mm-hmm. episode.
1: And it, it also kind of pushed aside my growing conspiracy about um, Mephisto being involved. <laughs> <laughs> because there was so much technology and science involved with what could be going on in this static field, having EMP this and re- radar that and send in the drone and the drone gets thrown back out and well, handed back out and all this. It, it looked a lot more technological than it did mystical at that
2: mm-hmm. point. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, we do get some mystical stuff because we get a little bit of uh, like Wanda's reality and what she's seeing and what she's not seeing and all that sort of thing. Because this is where we get to see Vision as he is dead Mm. Um, and we get to see Monica get thrown through the the house, which I thought was a wonderful uh, sort of display of Wanda's powers. Because in the books, it's always like, oh, it's just this pink or red sort of thing and then something happens yeah but here it's sort of like oh geez that'll really fuck you up like she's (laughs) like she's not messing around like that's like a that's like a serious serious business here it's not just like changing the world it's like a no i'll just throw this right in your chest and have you go flying a few miles
1: a few miles through solid objects (laughs) right (laughs) because it wasn't just out of her house it was also out of through the fence Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I think a neighboring house.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's right. I think that's right. So I did like that. I did like that quite a bit. And then we get to the fifth episode. The fifth episode is when we get into the eighties, when we get into the full house uh, sort of look. Um, And this is where, this is where I started going off the freaking rails when we were Uh, watching this about this time uh, last year, actually. Mm. and um this is where my like theories of who this person was going to be mm. at this house mm. and this is where this got spoiled for me
1: oh no <laughs> but so which, I, which, which what got spoiled for you but cuz by this time the major 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 reveal hadn't been
0: no it wasn't that one it was the it was yeah the pietro stuff is what got spoiled for me
1: oh my god that's i'm brother i'm so sorry
0: because i had heard like in you know is one of those like in the next episode of whatever whatever mm-hmm. uh it's going to be like someone's going to show up or whatever mm-hmm. and so then i'm thinking like maybe it's you know i'm i'm this is where i'm starting to really get into the details of speculation of what if they have uh what if it's a magneto character and she sees her dad. And what if it's Mephisto? And what if it's this? And what if it's that? What if it's, you know, this is where we start talking like um, it's around this time. It's uh, yeah, it's this episode where Darcy starts talking about uh, or Monica, excuse me, starts talking about she knows an engineer.
1: Oh, Reed Richards. And I'm right? like, oh,
0: shit. I was like, they're bringing in the Fantastic Four this way. Yes. <laughs> right? yes. And so I was spiraling. <laughs> because i was thinking of all these things that it could be yeah i wanted it to be re-richard so bad i'm sure you did so i'm sure you did uh so this is but this episode this is where we're really hammering home the grief Mm -hmm. right we're really we're really getting into that this is uh it's called on a very special episode which is usually in sitcom language this is when we talk about serious issues Mm-hmm. So it's we're talking about, um, you know, someone dying or someone having a illness or, or what have you is what mm-hmm. usually is happening. Yep. Um, or we talk about like bullying or something like that. Well, uh, that,
1: you know what that what the serious the very special episode was then, right? What? The nature of the, the serious uh, the nature of the very special episode. That they got a dog.
0: Oh, for this one, it's when they get for this Sparky
1: episode. Yeah, they got yeah. Sparky. Well, that dog is Tom King's dog.
2: <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs>
1: yeah. I didn't know that. In the in the Vision miniseries that he wrote for Marvel, they they set up so much um, home dynamics. Mm-hmm. Tom set up. there's so much- a
0: robotic dog in the series, though, right?
1: It's in the in the comic book. It's a robotic. Yes. Okay. What is that dog's name? Sparky. That dog's name is Sparky. Uh, okay. That, and if, if you're giving, if you're giving um, Vision a, a family and you're dressing him in a sweater
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you're emulating those elements in this television series, and then you give him a dog... Mm-hmm. You are borrowing from Tom King series, right? So for, the, for me, that was the special and then the dog died. So mm-hmm. that, that's the comic, that's the sitcom trope of very special episode. And, you know, you and I have not one time mentioned Agnes the neighbor.
0: Well, the only thing that I had mentioned was that she just was having a wonderful time in that first episode where she's just mugging for the camera and all that sort of thing. And Catherine Hahn's just having so much fun.
1: Oh, you name, yeah, you did. Right, right.
0: But I didn't, yeah, I didn't call her Agnes. But yet she's, she's, I mean, <laughs> the the series is is Wanda's series, it's Elizabeth Olsen's series. But I think Catherine Hahn is probably the star of the series for me.
1: <sighs> After because all the things you said about, Elizabeth well, Olsen?
0: I think Elizabeth Olsen is great, but I think that if you have another person who doesn't pull off Agnes as well as Katherine Hahn does, mm. I don't know that the show as a whole works quite as well.
1: Okay. Okay. You
2: okay. know, because it's like
0: a thing where you get to see how good Elizabeth Olsen actually is mm. uh, in this because she's, she's good in the other uh, iterations, but this is where she really gets to shine. But for me, it's like if Catherine Hahn was just somebody that was was just not as uh, dynamic or not as sort of like, oh, my God, look at how much she's going for it. Mm-hmm. with like different mugs to the camera or different things that have turned into memes. Um, mm-hmm. If yeah. she if she wasn't doing those sorts of things, it it wouldn't be as special of a show for me.
1: OK, and for me. <laughs> <laughs> She got on my nerves. (laughs) Oh, is that right? (laughs) That's funny. What is it that you didn't like about her? She was, uh, she was too broad for me. She was the the exact same thing you just described. Hit me different. Oh, interesting. Like she was like theatric. Yeah. With Uh it, like Uh like it was a Broadway play, and she was she was playing to the back seats, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which totally necessary on Broadway. Because on Broadway you're this tiny figure if you're in the back seats and and you're got you got to emote that voice and try to broadcast that facial expressions and body language to everyone in the balcony and mm. in the mezz meso- out there and so that's a big broad um just a big broad way of being I've never seen the actress before so I didn't I don't I don't I don't remember seeing her in anything and I don't watch as much stuff anyway so I just saw this one performer really going for the raft.
2: <laughs> That's right. She does. And,
1: right. Cause like when she, Oh, and, and, and also the, and this is an element that I know you don't like, cause you have mentioned this many times on many shows, the whole coming into your house thing.
2: Oh yes. <laughs>
1: like Agnes would just barge in sometimes. Yes,
0: she would and yeah. take
1: over. Like, mm-hmm. oh, don't worry, I got it. Oh, I'll take care of it. Oh, don't worry about it. And I'm thinking, what, what is she here for? Yeah. Why is she in this scene? Can she go? Like, I'm looking for Wanda and Vision. This girl <laughs> here is getting on my nerves. And
0: this is what Vision thinks in this episode too, where she comes in with the doghouse. And he's like, much. oh, how convenient. that it, <laughs> it just happens to be everything that we need. Mm. So I'm it, Vision now. And so he's thinking. Well, and so he's thinking that it's Wanda's doing, mm. when we later find out that it's not so much, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So that's why when we round up towards the end of this part of this series, it got me. Mm. Okay. Because I didn't want to believe. First of all, I didn't like her. Second of all, and I was looking <laughs> for. A, I was looking for a Mephisto. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So when when the reveals happen, I was like, oh, oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And then it, then it all made sense. Yeah. And then I appreciated it in retrospect. I appreciated the broadness that she portrayed the character.
0: One of the things that I, I really liked about this episode too, is that this is where we get to have the character speak their wants and needs, Mm -hmm. um, which I think is, is important for just clarity. Mm -hmm. And I believe it's Geraldine that says, uh, you know, what do you want Wanda? And she says, "I have what I want." And so it's an interesting thing because usually in story structure, it's about a character striving to reach a goal. And that's what you're watching is they're like trying to get something, trying to like become a better person or whatever. And mm-hmm. here it's like, no, I have what I want. I'm just trying to hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's just a different sort of way that you're striving or reaching for something and and that, that is where the script and the, the series is sort of like, Oh no, they're really going to, they're really going to tear me down. Aren't they?
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: they're really going to get me in
1: these later episodes. Yeah. And and so this episode is also the one where Wanda comes out of the barrier and confronts the mm-hmm. people that soared with mm-hmm. the, with the drone right? to get them to back off. That ladies and gentlemen was, Bargaining 101. Ah it was that was the stage of grief called bargaining. Where at some time during this process of trying to adjust to the fact that you've lost something, you're still not ready to accept it. It may piss you off, but at some time it's like, listen, God, listen, listen, listen. I will do anything, anything you want me to do, if you would just fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. If not God, then whoever you broke up with, you send st- you send flowers, you go to their Instagram, you DM them, you, it can't be over. Remember when we did this? Remember when we did that? You, 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 you have just bargaining. Mm-hmm. It's so often something that humans fall into just trying to get back what they lost. And there she was, she went, went out there and said, Listen, you know who I am. Do not come in here. Do not mess with this family. Do Mm -hmm. not take away what we're doing here. Everything will be fine. Dropped the the drone down, showed some of her power, went back inside. She's bargaining with with S.W.O.R.D. there.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, and this is also where we have uh, Vision clearly stating that he doesn't want to live this sort of controlled life, Mm. right, where he's like, he's really clued in that something is not right with her behavior. This is where she Mm -hmm. uh, gets the dog collar out of nowhere. And he's sort of scolding her. And she's like, I'm tired of hiding. Like, I don't want to do the sort of early sitcom stuff anymore. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: Mm -hmm. so you can sort of start to see their um, relationship hit a little bit of a rockier time, but this is where this is where at the end, right. Where Mm -hmm. she's starting to really kind of break down. Mm -hmm. And it seems as though because the brother has been brought up, Mm -hmm. it seems as though she's conjuring and bringing back to life Pietro. Mm -hmm. And so then we get in this episode, what I had spoiled for me is Mm -hmm. we get we get Pietro, but he's not uh, he's not kick ass. Right. Like he's not the (laughs) actor that played kick ass. He is instead the Marvel uh, version from Sony, from Fox, 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 Fox. Yeah.
1: Yes, the the better Pietro.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then Evan <laughs> the, Peters
1: the is awesome uh, badass. Move through slow time. Take a sip of spilling coffee while you're on to rescue everybody, Pietro. Mm-hmm. The best Pietro.
0: Yes, definitely better than the the M- <laughs> the, the MCU version uh, for I'm, sure.
1: Shockingly, right? Because yeah. MCU just does so many things so well, but. Um, yeah fox really nailed it with pietro he was the breakout star of every time he was um featured in one of the in any scene he did he just he just owned
0: and so he shows up here and i'm like hmm it's the same actor Hmm. but i didn't know that i felt like it was the same like i felt like something was wrong and i was like is this a wait? i was like wait a minute like that the way that he was speaking just didn't feel like it was the same from the X-Men movies to me. And so I was like, so is this, because this is another thing that really had me spiraling after I had Mm -hmm. had it spoiled for me. I was like, well, let's see how this actually plays out. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, so is this a failure on the writer failure on the performer failure on like my interpretation? Is this something new they're going for? Like, I was like, really kind of trying to figure out what was going on here. And it wasn't mm-hmm. until a, a couple episodes later to where we get the answers as to what's, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, this is, this is not, this is not him. This is not it.
1: <laughs> you know, so for, for, for me now what you were robbed of, mm-hmm. and that's why I feel for, and I just want to, you know, throttle whoever it was to spoil it for you mm-hmm. was just the visual shock before he opened his mouth. Mm-hmm. because what happens is she goes to the door to open it and then we're outside looking into the house and we see her face right first looking in shock at what she's seeing answer who who she's answered the door to and at that split second your mind just reels like who could it be uh-huh. who could be standing there and then when they flip the camera and we see his face it's like I, I- What?
0: Yeah, especially (laughs) because like we, you know, avoid spoilers or not, you know whose studio is doing what. Yeah, And like, so Pietro, sure, but you're thinking it's kick-ass. It's Aaron Johnston. It's not uh, it's not going to be a guy from Fox.
1: From the Fox X-Men. Right. And at that point, you're one. I was wondering, oh, shit. Are they bringing the X-Men back? Are they bringing them into the Marvel Universe? Are we going Mm -hmm. to see famke jensen as gene gray are we going to see patrick stewart are we going to see is wolverine did they lie about him not being wolverine anymore are we (laughs) Uh, going to get an entire explosion is wanda going to like in the comic books when she said no more mutants is she mm -hmm. now in the mcu going to bring the mutants this is what this is
0: this is where my mind is the comics this is what my mind was spiraling with because i was like oh so magneto is definitely showing up now (laughs) Is what I thought I was like there's no way He's not now and then When you know you find out about what some of the Episodes are going to be later And you know you can find out that oh Episode eight is called previously on And so I'm like oh okay this is going to go Into her past so we're going to get to see Magneto you know Oh man I was I was In tough shape because that's this is like All (laughs) that I was trying to figure out Without you know it's like I wanted to figure it Out but I didn't want to be spoiled
1: but even looking at the, the future episode titles mm-hmm. can mess you up and give you that kind of thing. Don't even go that far. Yeah. Just
2: wait until it help comes myself. on the screen. I couldn't help
1: myself. <laughs>
2: and let
0: them show you. So our next one, episode six, the all new Halloween spooktacular.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this is where we get to see Wanda in her original outfit.
1: Yes. And the vision of
0: a sorts of a sorts. Yeah. We, I don't know about the, uh, the, like the boxing trunks. Yeah.
1: That's ridiculous. <laughs> Why'd they do that? I
0: don't know that's what I put, I put. They did vision dirty in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, th- this, my first thing I put down here was hashtag not my Pietro because just the way that he was behaving, yeah. I was like, no, this is not, this is not the dude that I grew up reading. Truth. Because That's I was like, true. he was like a dick when I when I read him. <laughs> like yeah. he was just like the I can't even be bothered. Like yep. I don't know why I'm having to deal with you stupid dummies. Slow you know?
1: dummies.
0: Yeah, you slow dummies. I was like, this is not the Peter David X Factor <laughs> sort of uh, Quicksilver that I was used to.
1: Right. Correct. You know, and or so, the anyway. Roger Stern Quicksilver, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the just everybody that wrote Quicksilver writes him as a haughty, stuck up cannot be bothered with you slow humans yeah but the only and-
0: clue to me that they we weren't supposed to take him that seriously was the way that they did his hair my mm-hmm. goodness ooh did that not look good
1: yeah like they didn't even try <laughs> they did better for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine oh than they did-
0: and X-Men 2. That is so big. That's like some Batman
1: ears big. <laughs> I but don't they, know what they were thinking. But they still did better than what they did with my man's hair mm-hmm. in, in, this, in this series. But why, did, but why was that such a thing that was
0: in vogue? Because everyone in the 90s wings, had hair like that.
1: I can name them. So um, the Beast had hair like that. Yeah. Wolverine had hair like that. Pietro had hair like that. And Feral. Feral. Well, didn't
0: Wolfsbane have that in certain iterations too? No. She didn't have the little swoopy uh, points.
1: No. Okay. I don't think so. But just Feral though. Feral. Feral did. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, we're we're in the same ballpark. We're close. I know that's your girl. That's your girl. but But we're close.
1: Rain is my girl. I know. I feel like I feel like I know all her iterations, but I okay. probably don't. I probably don't. I can admit that.
0: Well, we'll but, see some some artist out there. I'm going to send it to you. Some artist out there gave her the Wolverine wings.
1: Li- listeners right now are about to send it to you.
0: <laughs> probably. We'll, <laughs> we'll rely on Mr. Shaw to send it to me. If he's not in a Moon Knight fit by the time this comes out.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. But they, they did Pietro's hair this way just to rehype to to emphasize that this is not anybody's pietro right yeah so i think they did that completely on purpose because they they've been in control of, of a lot of things already why would they blow this
2: mm-hmm.
1: and then uh, of course the way he was playing the character it was also nobody's pietro it wasn't the mcu <laughs> pietro to begin with yeah and it, wasn't, and it wasn't the fox pietro right and it's not the 616 pietro
0: and this is our uh malcolm in the middle Uh, sort of look of things and I was like boy this aesthetic like I do not enjoy this like this reminds (laughs) me of this is where I started in in my like television and movie watching this is where I was like nope I'm too cool for this (laughs) it was this sort of look of things to where we're like in this very hyperactive camera and in these all these unflattering angles and looks at people and I'm like this is this is not what I like Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was one thing where the show did it really well, but I'm like, oh, this just reminds me of what I didn't love. One of the things that I wanted to ask you about though is, so we had those, we had those uh, commercials early on mm. that were like MCU related, and then in episode five we had Lagos that was promoted as paper towels.
2: Yeah,
0: and then episode six we have Yo Magic Yogurt, which I get the the stylistic. Thing looks the looks right for the '90s, but and the joke is funny about it's you know a snack for survivors or whatever they say and uh, because the little because but the kid the little man died his little kid dies and I'm like wow that's a dark joke I love right? that but uh, but I was like well this doesn't relate to the MCU really
1: does it Is that a question for me
0: That's a question for you
1: I can't tell you I do not know Okay. I don't know what Lagos is for. I don't know what Yo Magic is for. Uh, so I have to believe that it's some kind of indication of how, where the story's going.
0: Mm. I bet Lagos is probably some sort of Wanda-related something.
1: Is it? A, oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Lagos is a town in Africa. Okay. Was it the place where Wanda um, pushed um, crossbones in the sky? Oh, it And could be. he blew up and um, caused the death of so many people in the building. I feel like I've seen Lagos
0: over, like as a super, as a caption. I feel like I've seen Lagos before. Well, so that's probably, a, that's probably a town in the MCU, I would guess. I think Nigeria. you're probably right.
1: It's in Nigeria.
0: Oh, okay. So there you go.
1: So, Yeah. Maybe that was maybe that's what not Lagos is for.
0: Uh yo magic, probably not a town.
1: <laughs> you think
0: <laughs> <laughs> so this episode not so much, but uh one of the things that I noted in here is uh there is there is the president Ellis nod, which is the MCU's hmm. president. Okay. Uh because that's Ellis Street that they're not supposed to go past, that Wanda hmm. finds or that Vision finds uh Agatha on. Nope. Agnes. That's not, well, Ag- Agnes, right. <laughs> he finds Catherine <laughs> Hahn, He finds the actress <laughs> playing the role. Because uh, we don't know that yet.
1: That we do not know uh, that yet.
0: But this is all, I was like, oh, good. It's President Ellis, meaning the president. Like it's Ellis Street, meaning the president, not mm. Warren Ellis. Mm. Because I mm-hmm. see Ellis and I'm like, man, he's kind of a problematic figure. Like, are they really shouting out Warren Ellis right now?
1: But then you say no. You- yeah, you- then I looked correctly. it up. Yeah. hmm and, and it also is a, another one of those misdirections because when Vision sees Agnes in her car, trying to leave or wherever, it was a, another one of those, oh, see, all the people in the town are being controlled and they're mm-hmm. being practically tortured. Mm-hmm. And this one guy on his, or the woman on her lawn who can't move is crying. Yeah, so she's like stuck in that body and she sees and knows what's going on, but she can't control anything about her own body and it seemed like agnes was under the same kind of spell Mm -hmm, right so it throws us off to make us believe that agnes is just exactly what she looks like a loud mouth intrusive (laughs) pain in the ass (laughs) neighbor played
0: wonderfully by Catherine. (laughs) Hunt. yes uh one of the things that 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 lady that is crying when she's trying to put up her halloween decorations She's like doing a lateral raise sort of motion. And I'm mm. like, ooh, I feel that. Like, Because she's just ah. stuck doing lateral raises for however long she's in there for like a week.
1: Maybe that's why she's crying because that's right. her shoulders are on she's fire. Like,
0: unbelievable. I got to keep doing this shit.
1: But She's going to have the best deltoids. Yeah, her shit. delts
0: are going to be unbelievable. Uh, so yes, episode six. A lot of fun. This is also where we get uh, the vision bursting through and trying to figure out what's going on, essentially, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And this and is where we get the boys that are grown up. We haven't talked too much about the boys. The
1: boys, who are Tommy and Billy. Tommy and Billy. Also 100% represented in the 616.
0: Absolutely. And what, I, just- what I liked about this is that we have, so we have Julian Hilliard, who plays Billy, um, who is the uh, the more occult one, which his name is, Wiccan. Wiccan, thank you. And
1: the 616.
0: And then it's Speed is Tommy, right?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, Billy as the, not titled, but Wiccan character, he is the same actor from The Haunting of Hill House. Oh. Uh, and he is a little younger when he was that, but has big glasses and has the same adorable, like a little bit of a lisp when he talks.
2: Okay. Okay.
0: And he is a character that talks about how he gets a vision of him in the future where he like puts poison in himself. And it talks about how, when he grows up, he knows that he's going to be a drug addict. And so you get this like heartbreaking moment where he has the speech talking about putting poison in himself and all this kind of thing. And I just kind of always will think of Julian Hilliard as that character. Mm. And so I see him here and I'm like, oh, God, it's it's Luke from Hill House. <laughs> <laughs> Why is he getting older? Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're all asking that question.
0: Well, yeah, right. Because he's also in uh, The Conjuring 3 and he looks older here than he did in that movie.
1: Ooh, what, what are they doing to this kid?
0: He li- He apparently likes the genre stuff. I don't know
1: oh my goodness where are his parents
0: (laughs) they're counting their money what are
1: y'all doing (laughs) throwing him in these properties
0: he's also in penny dreadful
1: Um, no yeah (laughs) oh his parents need to be sat down somewhere and said now listen find find like a garfield takes manhattan (laughs) like what are you doing
0: Oh weird, they he's only been in eight things. Uh all color- dark
1: and scary. <laughs>
0: yeah, really, because Color Out of Space is another one, and that's a HP Lovecraft uh, story.
1: So you know what that means? Huh. Because I I I read what Color Out of Space was all about. I read huh. the whole synopsis of it. That means that oh, whatever they did to his character must have been. <sighs>
0: oh, <duh. laughs> right. Yeah. I remember watching that movie and uh th- thinking quite highly of it and then realizing that. That director was problematic, also. So, we uh, had plans to do an episode of that with uh, our mutual friend. And then we decided maybe not after uh, we found out that Richard Stanley's uh, allegedly not the greatest of person. Ugh. So,
2: Boo. it was, yeah,
0: not great. So, anywho, that mm-hmm. was so we get the kids, and this is where we finally get to see a little bit of Billy's sort of, um, Powers because we'd seen Tommy kind of running off with Pietro, and we didn't know, like, oh, is Tommy actually running with them or not? And then we get Tommy's powers, and it seems like, oh, Billy's not doing anything. But then Billy's got like a sort of empathic sort of a connection with his dad, is what we get in this, mm-hmm. uh, to where he realizes the vision's in trouble.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that empathic piece was, and to expand, Later in this very series, that empathic piece is more mystical than it is like telepathy.
2: Mm, mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. And that makes sense, even if you're watching this, because Vision is a synthesoid. He doesn't have have an organic brain with the kind of thought waves that you would pick up with telepathy, I would think.
0: Mm -hmm. I think you're probably right. And uh, so I put in here also, one of my notes was I fucking love how they depict (laughs) <laughs> uh how they depict Wanda using her powers. Like, because they get the push in on her face and then her eyes glow red. And then she has like a little bit of like a pose that she does.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: it's like, Oh shit. Like shit is happening now. <laughs> she knows of,
1: what to do with those hands. Uh-huh. She's, she's weaving that spell baby. Mm-hmm.
0: And then she we get a little bit of, uh, Monica, we get a little bit of Monica Rambeau's sort of attitude and courage in this as well. Mm-hmm. in this episode which I appreciated here to where it's like I don't need you to tell me what to do Mr. Wu <laughs> excuse me <laughs> you know it's that kind of thing
1: and I love that idea that this is what we're doing with these characters we're building these characters they're mm-hmm. not just walking on and delivering a plot point and walking off we're seeing we're seeing their their personalities and we're seeing those personalities um, operate and grow as we see that yeah. because at, at the beginning she was Geraldine mm-hmm. extremely two-dimensional then we find out that she's Monica and we we remember Monica from Captain Marvel or Captain Marvel it was mm-hmm. called Captain yeah Captain Marvel as a little girl so we see that she's grown up but now we see her her loss uh, her adjusting to that loss her taking agency and, and stepping up into an authority position following her, um, her career being, um, I want to say not aggressive being, um, well, the, the aggressive without the anger,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: authoritative, Um, maybe
1: authoritative going into that town, trying to reach Wanda getting shot all the way out, Mm -hmm. taking back her power deciding well, that we need to do this let me get these contacts we're going back in there and not letting anybody just run her around and even mm-hmm. when Hayward um kicks her out she's like okay bet kick <laughs> me out? Uh, okay all right I see you that's all right I got something for your ass
0: <laughs> I would have died to hear Tayana Paris say bet I would have loved it <laughs> I would have loved that <laughs> all right bet uh this this woman had quite her quite a 2021 so not only was she in wandavision uh but she was also the second lead in candyman mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh which i absolutely loved uh and then i don't know this movie that she has uh that's coming out this year that's called they cloned Tyrone
1: oh I've seen I've seen that still
0: okay and then the, shot. the next thing that she has is coming out next year, which is filming currently, which is uh, The Marvels.
1: Hell yeah. And that is, uh, that is
0: directed by Miss Nia DaCosta, who directed her in Candyman.
1: All right. Yeah, so that'll be the
0: first, uh, the first MCU film to be directed by a black woman. And oh. Alan, what I don't know mm. if you're ready for but I'm going to tell you anyway. Miss Nia DaCosta, do you want to guess mm-hmm. how
1: old she is? <laughs> 34 years old.
0: I think you are very, very close.
1: <laughs> is it? Uh, tell me that I'm lower than what she is.
0: Uh, I would say, ooh, I thought I saw a thing here. She is. Oh, IMDB. Now you're going to do me like that.
1: <laughs> we resist your finding facts.
0: I know. I had it in here. I know. I've 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 read a thing about her age, and I thought not for know. sure
1: you cannot. You shall not pass.
0: She's thirty-two years old. Well, girl, and she was born in Brooklyn, New York.
1: Girl, so
0: there you go, Nia da Costa. That's uh, talk about someone that's going to get some heat. You better work. She's going to have uh, you know, the Captain Marvel, all of the heat about that, right?
1: Is Brie, she the youngest?
0: Uh, youngest director?
1: Youngest director in the MCU? I would
0: imagine so at 32.
1: That's pretty young.
0: That is real young. And uh, so she's got that. But you know, we've, we're going to have a, a movie starring Brie Larson mm-hmm. with Monica Rambo, directed mm-hmm. by a black woman. She's going to mm-hmm. get some static from somebody. I can just feel it. Wow
1: it won't be me <laughs>
0: that's right well, she's, a, she's a New York woman she's probably used it. to getting stuff
1: I'm right? right here for it
0: and I believe this is also going to be her third movie ever
1: go so ahead
0: this woman is doing some things
1: she's doing all the things
0: Yeah, one, two, the Marvels is three and then she's doing a TV show called the Lincoln Conspiracy afterwards hmm uh, and that's right, by, oh ready. and that's and that's based on a book written by uh marvel Comics' or dc Comics' uh brad Meltzer.
1: well right on okay yeah.
0: all right so
1: she's staying in the, in is, the genre well, world i bet she grew up reading comics i bet, I bet she, she, she did
0: but anyway she's all over the uh the Candyman documentary and she is a very impressive woman just she knows her stuff
1: for reasons then yeah. she's She's doing these things for reasons.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. So let's get back to WandaVision. We're on episode seven. So this is where Wanda has sort of broken down.
1: And what do you call that? What do we call that in the stage of grief?
0: Well, I know you're going to tell me. Depression. Depression. Exactly right. So this is the episode that looks like Modern Family with a little bit of office thrown in there with the uh, the opening credits. Uh, that's we have the um this is where it starts getting emotional mm-hmm. in the depression mm-hmm. aspect yeah. uh we have where Wanda doesn't understand like with all of the things that she's been given, she can't sort of figure out, and she literally says it why I can't fix it,
2: mm-hmm. yep. and
0: this is where you know you were talking about the depression and and This is where we get a person, and we don't know who at the moment, Mm. throughout the episode, we get a person that says, do you think this is what you deserve?
1: The person that is interviewing her. Right. The the scenery or the the stage is set where she is in a chair talking to an interviewer Mm -hmm. on the other side of a camera and lighting.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, and this episode is called Breaking the Fourth Wall, which is why it's mm -hmm. Modern Family and the office. Uh, looking
1: yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. because those those sitcoms did that where they would speak directly to us the list the what the viewer Mm -hmm. only this was just removed by one degree and she wasn't speaking wanda wasn't speaking directly to us but she was speaking directly to a filmmaker
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah exactly so yes this is where she's really having having issues where uh this is where darcy and vision are off trying to figure out what's going on um, after visions attempt to break out. And then him, um, you know, Wanda moves the barrier and makes a circus and him and Darcy are trying to like, you know, get back home. Uh, We get a little bit of slapstick there where Darcy's, you know, being her most Darcy and (laughs) uh, making jokes. And then they get into the, old school uh, van and they've got the construction and then they've got the kids crosswalk and all that sort of stuff. So we get a little bit of light humor there. Um, but this is where uh, she's having a breakdown and like the, her whole house keeps changing eras. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she finally has Agnes who comes over and it's like, Oh, you want me to take the boys? you look like you need some time alone. You just, you know, get yourself together. I'll mm-hmm. take them over there. And she kind of watches over the boys and is all seemingly comfortable. And she even has a couple of to the audience um, interview moments or looks directly at the camera, which you see so often in the office. Mm -hmm. And it it seems like, oh, Agnes is on our side. Look at how she's taking care of Wanda. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, the standout moment in this is when. So we get the we get the moon vehicle. Yeah, that sword brings out, and of course, they have the line where it's like, Oh, yeah, she'll be fine, she'll go straight through. And my wife and I both roll our eyes and we're like, oh, Okay, no, I don't think so. We know better <laughs> than that, everyone knows better than that. Um, but what I like about this is this is when we get the sort of look at the Captain Marvel or Photon sort of yep. visual spectrum when Monica mm-hmm. goes through and i'm like ooh, that is cool as hell i was like i like that a lot and then Mm -hmm. when again how she just isn't messing around she just goes straight up to her says hey wanda you're having a hard time let me help you out she's like like, get the hell out of here and they have that (laughs) confrontation at the front of the in their yard which is just Mm -hmm. wonderful where Mm -hmm. wanda's got all the choice words for her and monica Mm -hmm. says she's not scared of her Mm -hmm. and she's got the whole uh the hero sort of one knee down move
1: yeah (laughs) with the one arm out to the side right and And she's got her blue eyes
0: and i'm like oh shit like they're gonna fucking they're gonna they're (laughs) gonna do the sort of old school comic book thing where they're gonna fight and then realize someone else is who they should be fighting (laughs) <laughs> um, but they, you know, but they stopped short because Agnes comes in and talks some sense into Wanda and she's like, Don't make me hurt you and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um so I don't know. I just I really liked the that moment of the the show. The the modern family stuff, like I didn't really I don't I don't really love modern family, so that is like bo- that and the Malcolm in the middle thing like bothers me more because I mm. have more of a um like it's something that was on when i was around to watch it live Mm -hmm. because uh, like we watched bewitched and and uh, i dream of genie and i love lucy and all that stuff growing up but it wasn't like Mm -hmm. something that was current uh that was coming out you know each week
1: so you were watching it like in um
0: i'd see it in syndication
1: um, syndication yeah Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. to where you'd see like a you know you'd get like an hour's worth of gilligan's island or Andy griffith (laughs) or whatever and
2: just
0: sat, yeah. And you just kind of sat and watched a couple episodes of each of these sort of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, this is the episode to where I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. They're, they're really going all the way with Wanda's sort of mental status
1: and One, how she's and, really struggling. And two, they're really going all the way with Monica Rambeau, mm-hmm. right? They're not waiting for this series to be over. And then the movie to start for us to see Monica turned into Captain Marvel. We're mm-hmm. seeing it right here in this episode.
0: Yeah. And she's choosing. That's the important thing, too, right? Like she makes the choice after the vehicle doesn't uh, go through right. and turns half into a truck. You're right. right. Uh, she makes the choice to go in as opposed mm-hmm. to it being like an accident. Yeah. Like it pulls her in or it, whatever. Like it's a destiny kind of thing. No, she chooses.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and that's an important um part of her character yes you know because she knows darcy's already told her what's going to happen if she goes in there because her dna is getting all messed up or whatever
1: yeah that's right that's another part they were already after she got thrown out of the 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 wall Mm -hmm. and cast out her dna started to change at that point They Mm -hmm. were they were doing a whole physical mock up of her to to see if she's going to be all right, because, yes, she just got thrown a couple of miles through the air (laughs) and landed on her back. She Mm -hmm. should probably be dead, but she wasn't. And they were trying to figure out, are you okay Are you going to be all right? And yeah, the science was that her her DNA started to be rewritten. So she went back through the same wall and that DNA said, fuck it. That's it. We're not human anymore. Mm -hmm. We're not doing this. And out came blue-eyed Captain Marvel.
0: Mm-hmm. We all, And so this is the, the thing that it's known for is what, though, this episode? What is the big thing that uh, was not ruined for me, which I was shocked by? That Agnes is
1: Agatha all
0: along. <laughs> That's right. Sung by Katherine <laughs> Hahn. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we, we get the little bit of it being uh agnes behind the camera Mm -hmm. who was the one that was interviewing wanda Mm uh and then we get all of the little you know pieces of how she was in charge of some of the things we get more revelations in the next episode Mm -hmm. uh but about how like when the neighbors are acting weird or something's not quite right or whatever it's part of her doing Mm
2: mm-hmm
1: all along.
0: Uh, and I was very surprised. <laughs> same. Because I same, kept same, expecting same. it to be Mephisto, boy. And I was going to be like, oh, I know
1: about, I knew this. I called this. Mephisto and Clea is in the, she's going to come up. She's going to say, uh, don't worry, I've got you. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to do some Dr. Strange spell because she's a disciple of the, and all this stuff. And they, and, they, and they use Emma Caulfield to its perfect conclusion of why she's in this show. Nope.
0: And they're going to nope. bring in Reed Richards to figure something out. And he's going to go through this thing. And mm-hmm. no, nope, unfortunately, nope.
1: when when she got that sh- when 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 Monica got that truck, that's who I was expecting because we had been waiting all along. Monica and Jimmy had been traveling to get this truck and meet this contact she has. It's like finally, finally, we're going to meet who this is. <laughs> Not Reed Richards. Right. Not like we're going to meet Richards. the. Cond- that meet not the contact is
0: is gonna bring this uh this, this yeah this vehicle, and it ends up being, Rachel Thompson is uh, Major Goodner. And I'm like,
1: mm. oh. perfectly fine woman.
0: Yeah. Hello. Totally but fine. Reed Richards. <laughs> you're like, wait, a, you're not who I thought you were going to be. Right. But yeah, but that that turn Agnes, that was good.
1: Agnes becoming Agnes actually being Agatha Harkness. It absolutely did get me. And may I tell you that even though Monica's contact was not Reed Richards, Agatha Harkness is a one hundred percent Reed Richards babysitter, um, mm-hmm. nanny for Franklin mm-hmm. Richards in the six one six. So, and and the scrolls mm-hmm. are were introduced in the Fantastic Four. So, and the scrolls,
0: if- the scrolls are written down on Jimmy Woo's board. Hmm. Where he's writing down what they know and what
1: they don't know about Wanda's world, he has scrolls written down. He absolutely should because Monica's mom and Carol fought the scrolls in the seventies. Yeah, or if it was the eighties,
0: it was the... uh, well, it was when Blockbuster was around. So it was the nineties, I think. Based oh, on the 90s. soundtrack, it was the nineties because it was all that no doubt and such. Accepted. Yeah, Evidence so accepted. That was episode seven. Episode eight is our here's what it all meant is yeah. our flashback to Wanda's life and to Agatha's life. And we get the sort of uh, the witch burning sort of set. And I was surprised that it was, well, I, I mean, I was like pleasantly surprised that it wasn't literal fire that they were doing to where it was going to be more Marvel uh, Marvelized, I guess to where it's mm. more like, Oh, it's powers and we're taking your power and, too late and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so
2: i I appreciate that i
1: was shocked that it it went to the level where agatha sucked the power out of the witches and killed them
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like i was hoping that now that we see it's agatha harkness from the fantastic four i will not fail to emphasize that part (laughs) that she still had better motives right like okay it's agatha all along okay so agatha has been doing this and doing that and the other thing Okay, so Agatha killed Sparky. I'm sorry, but somewhere, somehow, it's going to be okay because Agatha is a good girl in mm. the comics. A so, mm-hmm. good woman. She's an older woman in the comics and right. not Katherine Hahn's age at all. But no, <laughs> as we are introduced to Agatha, she's sucking the life out of her own mom and <laughs> right. they all die, drop dead desiccated husks. And it's like, oh, okay. So, and,
0: yeah. and her mom does sort of look like how she looks in the books. Like right. a lot more than she does anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But the hair is being different, obviously. But otherwise that is more along the character design. But I do like how... So this is the, uh, the Pietro revelation or reveal where she had just taken this dude and made him you know into the brother
1: mm-hmm. uh, that's and he, why. It, and he was all along <coughs> the agatha's um agnes agnes's husband ralph
0: right <laughs> right because this ralph that she whole, keeps talking about yeah he kept
1: talking about this ralph and and you know we we're like well who is this ralph we never see this ralph maybe it's mephisto <laughs> maybe it's reed richards it's gotta be somebody <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Ralph has a PH in it like Mephisto has a PH in it.
0: <laughs> oh, the, the straws we were grasping at. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so we get that reveal. I do like that Agatha is still somewhat of a mentor to Wanda because mm-hmm. she's got her tied up and she's like, oh, this spell does this. How are you doing this? Because this is what this does. Mm-hmm. And don't you know about this? So I like that it is an opportunity for Wanda to have a moment to learn and to say like, I don't, I don't know how I'm doing this. (laughs) Right. Like I'm being for real. Like I, I don't like, this is a power that I have, but I don't know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. And that's a significance that I missed until last year when I did a a Avengers deep dive Mm. and I was looking for, and I wasn't even looking for the Agatha Scarlet witch connection. I was looking to, I was looking up mantis and her history with the Avengers. Okay. And along the same, it was, parallel, the pa- it was a parallel storyline going on that Agatha introduced herself directly from the Fantastic Four. In fact, the Fantastic Four dropped Agatha off on a roof mm. where the Avengers were, said hi to everybody, and then let Agatha approach the Scarlet Witch and say, listen, I've sensed this power in you. You need some guidance. I want to take you on as a student. Will, will you let me? And Wanda's like, well, okay, fine. And then they did some actual in-depth training. Agatha took Wanda away from the Avengers and for a couple of issues had her training magic by themselves while uh, Mantis went to Vietnam with some of the Avengers and they were fighting um, Zodiac and all all this stuff was going on while Wanda was sidelined with Agatha learning magic.
0: Oh, I like it. So we don't quite get all of that. No. Here. (laughs) But we do get a little bit of a cram session as to, uh, you know, one of the things I put in my notes here is I, one of my favorite things about villains is when they are jealous of the abilities of the hero, (laughs) Uh, because it's like, I just love, and we've talked about this a lot. I just love characters that have that inferiority complex. Mm. and to where here it's like agnes agatha wants basically to understand how Wanda's is doing all this and be as powerful as her or be like her or take her powers like she did these people that we saw at the beginning of the episode yeah right and so it's like she's trying to learn as much as she can about her through this ruse and through all of these sorts of things. And so I just really like that is in a character motivation sort of stance.
1: And it also helps scale back a little bit from how much Agatha, Agatha, (laughs) now we Mm -hmm. can't say her name Mm -hmm. right to save our lives, how much she is actually responsible for what we see in this town. Yeah. And it puts the, it puts it right back on Wanda again, because we, you know, we learn that she in her grief wanting to get uh vision's body um in the past when when she goes to sword to get vision's body they refuse to let her bury him she can't feel life in him anyway so she leaves the place um on her own power you know she kind of knocked down some doors and knocked some people out of the way Mm -hmm. she was acting villainy Mm -hmm. but for a good reason got in her car and drove to the place and the town where vision had already bought a plot of land for them to build a family. Mm. And that was so sad, bro. (laughs) Well,
0: the sad part for me is, is the the Wanda as a child watching the sitcoms and having the, having the, uh, the Stark missile that doesn't blow up uh yeah. it's that stuff that's where where she's idealizing these things and you're like oh i get why she's sort of crawled back into herself into like how she's attempting to deal with this trauma and they they're not like trying to be sneaky about it because you know agatha's like oh what trauma that you experienced as a little kid and they mm-hmm. have things where this is where it becomes more definitive that wanda had the ability to um what do they call it? Just like a hex power or a hex something. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had the ability to do this. And when she was experimented on that, just sort of heightened everything.
1: And she was experimented on by the mind stone mm-hmm. that wound up. Was that not the one that, that wound up in vision's head?
0: Oh, now see the, the stones is where you're going to get me to where I don't know.
1: I think so.
2: Okay. I think, I'll believe I think you.
1: it was stark. Who? Yeah, he got it out of the uh, scepter that Loki had.
0: Oh, right, right. Okay. yeah.
1: It was inside that crystal. They broke it open, that crystal, and it was the Mind Stone. And then he built um, Ultron. No, he built the Vision's body around that stone.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so this is where, speaking of the Vision, this is where we get, what do we get here at the end of this? White Vision. And so this was the Vision that I grew up with.
1: Mm -hmm. and the west coast avengers
0: absolutely with the john byrne west coast avengers even though you know looking back at that run it's like not very long (laughs) like he didn't do the book for a long time but i that's it's john byrne west coast avengers
1: (laughs) for reasons
0: well because of the storyline was in this right Uh,
1: with the tommy and the billy and the the
0: fake babies and all that stuff yes yeah
1: yes that was that is the exact um title where wanda Imagined that she was pregnant with babies that vision could have made in her. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, we assume truly that vision <laughs> has a penis
2: <laughs> and sperm.
1: <laughs> and what well, might not have sperm? Well, but Wanda uh, thought that he had sperm. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, she convinced herself. She convinced herself to have these babies, and they were not actually anything that vision could have made with her and everybody else around her knew it but <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. what you're what i'm sorry you're what she's like, like nope i don't want to hear it
0: with the machine though <laughs> I,
1: nope i've got babies i now have babies and in the comic book it's billy and tommy uh-huh. unfortunately it's not really babies that vision made in the comic books it was pieces of who? who
0: isn't it dr pandemonium or something like that
1: It is Is Mephisto, but Mephisto was it was uh, the boss of that whole. Doctor Pandemonium has these um, pieces of his soul that was scattered throughout the world, Uh and Mephisto was the one that was in charge of making that happen.
2: Uh. So Mephisto,
1: um, Mephisto, in his deviousness, decided to make two of those pieces um, babies for Wanda. And when Mr. Pandemonium came to claim them, he uh, took those two pieces of his soul back in the forms of a baby hand on the left and a baby (laughs) hand on the right.
0: That cover is why one of the things (laughs) where I'm glad that they did not try to just recreate something from the books.
1: (laughs) Right. Because picture this, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not read this comic book, you have a shoulder, you have a bicep, you have an elbow. And then from that point, you have half a baby. And it is
0: exactly how Al is describing it.
1: So gross. <laughs> it is. So ridiculous.
0: Absolutely. But yeah, this is that's uh, the Tony Stark part where she's having to be the child and you get to see their interaction with her parents who are not, is not Magneto. Right. Because I kept thinking of like, are they going to at least call him Eric? Are they going to do something like that? No. No. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for us, Alan.
1: It isn't. Her parents are not Magneto and Magda.
0: But it could be foster parents that she was living with. It
1: it wasn't. um, Also, it wasn't um, Bob. Oh, I can't remember his whole name. Who played, who is the wizard. And uh, Madeline, I can't remember her last name, who was Miss America from the All-Star something or others. Hmm. from back in the, if not the 70s, the 60s, or maybe the 50s of Marvel Comics, because they had a storyline where when Bob, Bob, now I'm calling him Bob, when Magn, <laughs> oh my God, when, when Wanda and Pietro <laughs> were in the um, Avengers, when John Byrne was drawing, I think it was during John Byrne's drawing the Avengers, Wanda and Pietro went on a vision quest. Oh, no, pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, a, a history quest uh-huh. to find out who they are and where they're from. And they discovered that the wizard and Miss America are their real parents. Mm. And as you can imagine, uh, the wizard was a speedster. Uh-huh. And the reason why, so so Pietro ha- inherited his powers as a mutant from his father, um, the wizard. But Wanda got the the hex power mixed in with her mutancy because the babies were fostered at Wandagore Mountain.
0: Ah, with the high evolutionary and all of that.
1: Yeah, and the, and Wondegore Mountain was the place where Chathan wrote the Darkhold. Mm. So all the... Um, oh, the dark hold which we'll get to. Yes, yeah, so all the arcane energies of Wondegore Mountain had kind of infused Wanda and made her a nexus being. But where is the cow woman? That's what I want to know. Bova.
0: <laughs> I remember reading like whether anytime it was the high evolutionary and the cow woman showed up, I was like, no, nah, I'm out of this. What is this?
1: <laughs> That's Bova. <laughs> I, have I love news that you for know you. it. I have news for you. I know it. I know it from my memory. That is Bova. Uh-huh. But just tonight when I was doing some research, to feed to you and the listeners, mm-hmm. I found that the name Bova is on a product in this show.
2: No and kidding. I cannot,
1: yes, in the black and white episodes. Some of the black, if not the first one, the second one. Mm. So when you see products in the background, one of those, one of those products has Bova on the, on, the, uh, on the package.
0: See, what you need to do is you need to get yourself a uh, job as a production designer for some of these Marvel shows. Huh? Or you could say, you know what we need to do? We need to put a little bit of something, something Sue Storm in the background here, just to just to tweak the audience a little bit, just for a minute, <laughs> just to get them all worked up. They'll go crazy, trust me.
1: <laughs> and I know exactly who you need to play her when you bring it. Yeah, to by them, the
0: so. way, I got your cast already done for you. <laughs> you say, well, Alan, right. you're a production designer. I don't care. I'm doing casting too.
1: All right, but I'm going to slip that um <laughs> that four, that eight by eight uh, glossy in the in the stack of potential yeah.
0: say sunny it's always sunny unless it's uh until it's not right you know in my mind yeah that's that's the cast until it isn't so yes. anyway so let's get into this series finale go for it and that's important where it says the series it's not the season this is a nine episode thing yes. it's not mm-hmm. a season one
1: nope
0: this is all that there is to it so this, this is a
1: splashy big fighty marvel cinematic universe conclusion that all the fans who have not been reading other comic books and only started in 2000 and whenever when iron man came on the screen they want to see the, the people fight this is what you get
0: yeah this is your big fighting one um this is sort of i mean is it not what
1: you kind of expect from the season finale oh yeah i'm, I'm fine i'm fine with it it was fun yeah beautiful splashy magic we got to see different colors of magic so Mm -hmm. now we can we can uh assume dr strange's magic from his movies is kind of orange wanda's Mm -hmm. is red agatha's is purple Mm -hmm. and the witches of her past are blue right oh and when billy asserts his magic and is able to do some stuff because now i mean like everybody is fighting everybody in this episode right like monica is now with the kids fighting sword
2: mm-hmm.
1: and vision is fighting white vision
2: mm-hmm.
1: and wanda is fighting agatha in the sky when billy uses his magic it's blue
2: mm. that's right uh, so
0: You know, the, one of the things that I was looking up because I realized we forgot was, uh, episode eight is the, uh, the place where we got the, the quote, the quote of the series, which is sort of the thing that got, um, praised and then picked at,
1: Um, uh, but
0: it was the, the quote where it is. What is grief? If not love persevering.
1: Oh, Right.
0: And that was the thing where I was like, Ooh, I am not crying here in front of my wife, watching this MCU Uh MCU show. It's like no, right. I am not.
1: Right, right. Because yeah, that's right. Because we not only did we see scenes of Wanda as a child and uh, getting traumatized by the bomb, come, blowing up her house and not—I mean, crashing through her house and not blowing up. Mm-hmm. Not only do we see Wanda getting experimented on and her little powers being blown up by the Mind Stone, which winds up being in the head of her husband, mm-hmm. but but we also see her. Early days with the Avengers, right after um, Civil War. Yeah, right after,
0: after the Sokovia stuff, right?
1: Yeah, after or the Civil war, war stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because because at the beginning of the Civil War is was it? Yeah, at the beginning of the Civil War, she and Pietro were. Oh, was it Civil War?
0: Well, Age of Ultron is where Pietro gets killed.
1: Okay, so at the beginning of Age of Ultron, yeah, at the beginning mm-hmm. of Age of Ultron, when she puts the whammy on Tony, mm-hmm. she's acting as a villain. But then you know, then they kill her brother, and she's like, "Okay, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the wrong side. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm do this now."
0: And Um, eight was the first time that she also got called Scarlet Witch, by the way. That was the other little piece of uh, trivia.
1: By Agatha.
0: By Agatha. She's the Scarlet Witch.
1: You can't be the Scarlet Witch because the Scarlet Witch is going to destroy the world.
0: And so I do like that to where it's like, um, it's like the anti-Zack Snyder, right? Where it's like we're not afraid to call characters by their names mm. like with the whole fanboys' fan
1: heart so good to hear scarlet witch Uh huh. and i think that was even a musical kind of sting too right mm-hmm. like a swell mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like yes fanboys this is what you were waiting for
0: yeah so it's it's really for me it's it's the build-up in episode eight which are the most uh emotional when we get to nine It does everything that it's supposed to do with the wrapping it up and all of the different fights. And I do like seeing all of the people that were built up to throughout the series do what we hope that they were going to do. Mm. But it doesn't get me as emotional as episode eight did.
1: Yeah. And I think that was I think that was the idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because they're like, all right, we got them emotionally. Now let's give them the action piece and tease where they're possibly going now
2: Mm mm-hmm yeah
0: so what uh and then what you had mentioned the dark hold thing so what happens towards the end of the towards the end of this
1: wanda has um reached the stage of acceptance Mm -hmm. she's come through all these stages of grief and she realizes
2: damn
1: i fucked up Mm -hmm. i did this to all these people I made this town. I froze everybody in these scenes to, to, just to be able to live this fantasy life. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this to them. I got to go. I'm leaving. Now, I have a friend whose name is Daryl Taylor. (laughs) Some people may know him as the chief cook and bottle washer of the Taylor Network, (laughs) where you may find wonderful shows like Nothing's on and uh, a bunch of others. Go trek yourself. Yes. Go trek yourself. Yes. Um, he hated this ending. <laughs> really? He, he was mad. He was mad that Wanda got away with doing what she did to everybody in this town mm. and, and that she didn't even get a, a splank on the wrists and that nobody came to call her on her bullshit.
0: Wait a minute, make, wait a minute.
1: and a make minute. her pay for the trauma that she just induced on an entire town.
0: But the sh- okay, but the show is about Wanda's emotion and her mental state. So for me, it's it's like she has to she's punishing herself and taking it out on herself more than what an actual punishment from someone like if she got like beat up by somebody or like Mm -hmm. held in some prison, Mm. it's more about like how she's imprisoning her own self, which is why she goes into the, you know, into seclusion, which is Mm -hmm. why we have things like Spider-Man no more, or when people quit them, quit their job, because they, they don't feel like they're living up to either the title or, or the responsibility that they hold so dear. Mm-hmm. and they fucked up so they gotta leave
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's not about right. it's not about like oh you have 10 years of superhero jail now
1: you're in the raft or something right 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 and she didn't just go bouncing off to be back into the Avengers like oh well okay yeah, so- yeah right
0: <laughs> what, who's in charge now oh it's uh, we got Falcon as Captain America okay cool, cool 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 <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she didn't right. just do that now
1: right right Exactly right. <laughs> but um, that address that you just gave was to Daryl directly because i I have no problem with this. Her walking off like that, she didn't yeah. look she didn't look uh, she didn't look joyous, she looked like the weight was back on her, and she has to live with the reality that she let her vision and her children go. Mm-hmm. She had to live with that. And so at the end, after all the credits, you see. She has gone to a cabin. She has secluded herself away. And hmm, she has utilized an astral form.
0: Ooh, Which that was the thing where what I like about this, what I, what I, I guess what I love about this ending is that in real life, if you are grieved because of losing a spouse, a parent, a sibling or whatever, And you're grieving and you're Mm. like having some sort of mental break or having some sort of delusion or whatever. Mm. And then you go out and harm other people. Mm. And then you sort of like snap out of it. That Mm. guilt and that sort of like burden that you have upon your heart has got to be so tough to where she doesn't want to be around anybody
2: Mm, mm, she doesn't mm. want to
0: have anything to do with anyone and so she goes to the point of having an astral form Mm. to where she's completely disassociating with what the real world is like Mm. and this is like this is what makes me think you know that you hear about wanda being in the doctor strange movie yes and it's like well is she a good person in the Doctor Strange movie because I wouldn't think so I would think like she's getting she's so fucked up mentally I would think that she is really going to have a hard time of like going down the straight and narrow Mm -hmm. where she's just sort of a a broken sort of mental figure at the moment
1: Mm -hmm. and that astral figure according to what I read I don't remember seeing the scene itself and I didn't look at it recently but either the astral figure or she was studying the dark hold.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Studying the dark hold. Yeah.
1: And while they were doing that, because that dark hold was what Agatha had in her basement. Right. Right. And that she was using that to taunt uh, Wanda and tell her, I'm going to get this power. I'm going to get all this power and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. Using the dark hold. Well, Wanda got the dark hold. So after she, she punished Agatha by locking Agatha back into that role of Agnes. Right. That was her reward. Um, Vision, in the conclusion of fighting White Vision, gave the uh, analogy of, listen, you're my original body, but I am a new version of you. Which of us is real? We're both real. Mm -hmm. We're just different. And White Vision said, logical, and went flying off somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So he's at large. Wanda had had to let go of this other Vision, the colorful vision I had to let him go. He disassembled. He vanished. He's no longer exists anymore. Mm-hmm. She had to let her kids go. Well, in the, in that scene, uh-huh. you, can hear, you can hear those kids crying somewhere.
0: That is the thing where I'm like, huh, it what, what? Because that's what makes me think that she's still broken mm-hmm. to where it's like, okay, so she knows that it's not real, but doesn't give a shit.
1: it's like maybe they are real but guess what i still want them yes yes see and now that is the more realistic version of grief Mm -hmm. right like we walked through all these stages of grief but the facts are you don't just walk step one step two step three step four okay i'm all better now i Mm -hmm. now have reached acceptance and everything's good Mm -hmm. no you might go Linearly through those, or you might get stuck at one and then go backwards. You might come from um, you might come from denial to anger, back to denial. Hmm. You might come from denial straight to bargaining, and then back to anger, and then come down to depression, and then bounce back up to anger, and just also it's not linear. And even if you reach acceptance, you may be there for a while. You may be I got it. I got this. I'm good. Okay. They're gone. I'm all right. I can do this. And next thing you know, you see a pair of eyes, you hear a voice, a song comes on the radio, bam, and you land right back into any of those stages of grief again. And this is showing that it is extremely real that even if you've reached acceptance at some point, you could be taken back to any of those other stages. What I think is happening, what we're seeing is Wanda is reaching out to find those kids. She wants those kids back. She's back to bargaining again. Mm. I'll do anything. Mm. I will do anything to get these children back. Those were my boys. I gave birth to them. I raised them. I loved them. I nurtured them. They cannot be gone out of my life. I want my babies back. I will find a way to get my babies back.
0: It'll be interesting. And so that's the sort of thing where that's why this story had to be in a series. Yes. Right. You couldn't get all yes. of this in a movie.
1: No way. No way. And, it, and I still find, I feel like it was the finest series so far that they've made. After all the series I've seen so far up to I've seen Hawkeye uh-huh.
2: all,
1: all the way through. I've seen Black Widow. I've seen uh, the, the movie I've seen them all up to this point, And I still think that WandaVision was the finest um, rollout of Marvel characters to date.
0: Now that's an interesting choice is saying rollout because I loved the fact that it was week to week because if you're watching this all at once with all of the spoilers that are abound, mm-hmm. I don't get the, what about Reed? What about Mephisto? What about Magneto? I don't get all that because I would figure it out in the day and then I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. It's this. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's go get lunch.
0: (laughs) Yeah, really? Like, oh, that was good. As opposed to it being a two-month thing. Right. Right. And I, like you had had mentioned, I did also say that uh, this may be the best thing for me that Marvel has done. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Because of, I mean, there's moments that, I got more out of like the the portal moment, of course. Um, from endgame. Mm, right. Mm. But yeah, but there, but as a as an overall thing, just watching the way that they that Jack Schaefer and company was like, you know what, we're going to make this series about the history of television mm. and the stages of grief using mm. Marvel characters.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's an article in the Los Angeles times where they speak to the creators and they absolutely intentionally did the stages of grief this way.
0: Mm. And it makes sense. Um, What about uh, so speaking of Jack Schaefer and company, what do you think about her, uh, her next, her next show? Uh, We mentioned that she had the story from black widow. But then the next thing that she's doing is uh, Agatha House House of Harkness.
1: I'm interested. I'll watch it. I definitely will. I mean, I'm paying my monthlies lease for Disney Plus, so I will be watching it. Um, I'm not as jazzed because...
0: <laughs> because you didn't like Agatha that much. <laughs> I didn't like her to begin.
1: And now, you know, but since it was her all along, I'm like, okay. So she played her part. So... I'm just waiting to see how they infuse this character with the same kind of pathos and just and and make me invested in her and and whatever else they've got to tell us about
2: mm-hmm. her yeah
0: and and we'll talk about some of the other series as we go along. There's a few of them to where, as a person who has not been up to date on the comic book reading mm-hmm. uh some of the announcement i've been like, i don't even know who that is. <laughs> And so it's like, this one may not be for me, which is fine. They don't always have to all be for me. But WandaVision was definitely right up my alley. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Um, And I also love, you know, the WandaVision is at first sort of an interesting thing to call the series. Mm -hmm. Um, I prefer to think of it as Wanda's vision. Ooh! right double, because it's
1: that's a double entendre right, there. right
0: right because not only is it the actual character but it's like her world that she created and going through all of her stages of grief and all that sort of thing yes um, but if you call it that that gives it away too much
1: right yeah so
0: i like wandavision is an interesting interesting i would I, that's something where i could have had 10 years and i would not have come up with that as a title And it's so. so We gotta give it to them, don't we? We gotta give it to
1: them, and they're all (laughs) younger than us. Well, they're all younger than me.
0: (laughs) I don't know how old. uh, Yeah, I guess.
1: Oh, Jack Schaefer.
0: Yeah, she might be older than she might be older than me.
1: You want her to be older than you so bad? I
0: do. I really do. (laughs) 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 I want her to. Yeah, it's uh, even though it's like I know people that know people. I want her to be super nice and but older than me. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. well i'm looking at a picture of her right now and she she looks about your contemporary
0: but yeah she's uh she's a wonderful interview by the way if if people want to learn more about her um i'm looking up her age (laughs) she's (laughs) she's 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 a year older than me (laughs) you're welcome oh what a relief
1: (laughs) so you have a year (laughs)
0: That's right. I got a year just to run Marvel's best show. No big deal. Did it. No big deal.
1: And that best show is going to be the Fantastic Four series, right?
0: Well, I would love it to be. I would love it to be. I'm still well, not. I
1: have a, I excited have a girl about. for you.
0: <laughs> I've got a casting idea for you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> L- so, ladies and gentlemen, go to Twitter, Sonny Mabry. Go look up Sonny Mabry. It's spelled. Just the way it sounds S U N N Y M A B R E Y. And tell me if you don't see Susan Storm Richards all up, out, around, and through her.
0: Mm -hmm. She can do it personality wise too.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm. All stages of the personalities that I would have Susan Storm Richards go through. Mm
0: -hmm. Preferably in a series, so you can spend more time with them as opposed to two hours
1: right 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 just like what we've seen just like what we've seen in one mm-hmm. develop some stuff exactly grow, grow some people exactly some
0: well stuff. anything else about one division about what one division was or or anything like that before we say goodbye
1: uh it was wonderful <laughs> it That's was what it was Westview. The town mm-hmm. that uh, got turned into Wanda's Vision.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: West, W, View, V, um, Wanda, Vision.
0: Huh? I thought it was supposed to be something related to Kevin Feige.
1: Yeah, his, his hometown was Westfield, New Jersey. Uh, okay. But they didn't use the name Westfield. Did That's they? true.
2: Well, they it's, it's
1: close, though. It's close enough, yes, as an homage to him and his town, but they wanted to go with the WV. Mm-hmm theme Mm -hmm. they did a lot of that stuff just throwing us all sorts of little easter eggs all sorts of little things we could feast throughout these weeks
0: through marvel and through tv
1: right yeah what a fun ride that was
0: it really is it really is all right so that'll pretty much do it for wandavision if you have any comments suggestions or movies that you'd like to hear us talk about you can email us at plainlabelpodcast at gmail.com you can follow the show over the over at twitter under the handle at Plain Label Pod, uh, if you wanted to help out the show a little bit, you could check out our show notes, or you'll find the link to our Amazon wish list. I do want to thank Mister Alan White once again for coming on. If people wanted to hear more from you
1: or get in touch with you, where could they do that? They could do that at on Twitter at New Mutant, mm-hmm. at no underscores, no dashes, no nothings. and you will find links there to all sorts of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. The Power Principle to yes. Dungeons and Dragons
1: uh, podcast, podcast episodes called uh, Douglas and Dragon. Mm-hmm. Big it's fun. A- we have fun. We're irreverent, <laughs> and we are body, <laughs> body. I love We it. are body. We are body. We are, bawdy. We are mm-hmm. adult. Don't let. Don't listen to it with your five year olds.
0: Well, unless you want the five year old to be have a- matured. Education. to be matured Uh, quickly yes
1: we'll introduce you to some things
0: that's right that's right all right well thank you for listening and you can join alan and i this very next week as we have a discussion on the disney plus series falcon and the winter soldier
2: Fix anything, now that everything has gone wrong. Thanks to Agatha, huh. naughty Agatha. It's been Agatha all along. <laughs> and I
0: killed Sparky, too.